All right. When Jesus came into Jerusalem that first Palm Sunday, you've got to picture it, guys. The city was electrified. I was watching this documentary. Um, you know, I've been on bed rest, so I've been doing a lot of Netflix these past couple of weeks. And I was watching this documentary on Woodstock, and I'm not talking about the city in Illinois. You know what I mean? 1969. Anyone been to Woodstock here? We got anyone that'll admit to it? Oh, you have not been to Woodstock. You're like 30 years old. What are you even talking about? You know, like just, just, just reading about how they were going to have this music festival. And then they were anticipating like, you know, 50,000 people they thought would be a good turnout. And like 450,000 people ended up swelling the gates. They didn't even have gates. They didn't even have time to get up gates. People just everywhere walking in. Can you kind of imagine it? I remember seven years ago, give or take, with my, my oldest daughter and her friend going down after the Cubs won the World Series downtown for the parade. Anyone do the Cubs parade downtown? You know what? Seventh largest peacetime gathering in human history at the time. I mean, the sea of blue, people everywhere, hundreds upon hundreds of thousands of people all turning out. Can you imagine it? I remember back in 2000, my wife and I had a chance to go to Mardi Gras in New Orleans. We're talking millennium Mardi Gras, all right? Can you imagine being at the parades and it was like seas of people stretching out as far as you could see, wall to wall, cheering and dancing and laughing. Beads were like hip, deep, you know, you need to get your waiters on and you kind of wanted them on, you know, in New Orleans on top of it, I'll tell you. I mean... When people came into Jerusalem that first Palm Sunday, that city swelled from a population of the time of, what, 30,000 people to what some will estimate in the record from a half a million to 2.5 million people if the records are to be believed. This was one of the big three. The big three pilgrim days, when pilgrims would travel in from all over the, the, the places where they were scattered because the Jewish people used to have a homeland, but they were scattered in Jesus' day. But in the book of Deuteronomy, he had called them to gather three times a year, and Passover was the big one, and Palm Sunday was pregame. People would start flooding in. The lambs for Passover were to be selected, and pilgrims were traveling in with their families, some traveling hundreds of miles to celebrate that God has saved us once, and God is a Savior still. There in the mother city of Jerusalem, it was charged. It was electric. As my youngest daughter would say, it was lit. The city was on fire with thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people gathered there with one mind and one heart yearning and hoping and praying for God to deliver again. Can you see it? Can you feel it? Can you imagine what it must have been like for Jesus and his disciples coming in to thousands upon thousands of people, tearing the city apart and cheering his name as the coming king that God was sending to free them? 
This journey in was something more than just a walk. It was something more than just a parade. It was something spiritual that they felt in their gut and their soul. A physical journey, you better believe it, but with a spiritual goal. Remembering that in this world we are pilgrims, wandering and traveling and yearning still for God to come again and bring us to the liberation of our heavenly home. It was a party to be sure. It was a celebration. It was a social gathering. It was a family reunion. It was a political cause. It was a revolution. All of these symbols that get associated with this day that we're celebrating today, that Christians have called Palm Sunday for years, all of these symbols are dripping and laden with all kinds of revolution imagery. Oh, that the people of God and the Hebrews and Jews that were gathered then knew full well. Let me share just a couple here with you today to help you understand what I mean. So, there's this line in the Gospel of John where it says, they took palm branches and went out to meet him shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king of Israel. You know, I grew up going to church and I grew up going to liturgical church where, where Palm Sunday was a part of our life. And there was this thing that we got every Palm Sunday. They would always hand out these little green palms like we did today. And it was kind of something as a kid. I always looked forward to. I don't really know why, because anytime there was anything a little bit different in the liturgical world, it kind of made it special, you know, you know what I mean? And, and like people would sit there and weave them into crosses, and the girls were like making like braids in their hair, and the custodians were like, oh, those kids, you know, because they're like leaving them everywhere, and you know, the anxiety-ridden people are sitting there doing that through the whole service. But like I never knew what these things were about. Guys, these were the American flag of the Jewish people. This was a political symbol. When they took palm branches and went out to meet him, you have got to imagine something like this, a political rally, a revolution, the armies gathering, bearing their standards, waving. This was the symbol of Israel just a century and a half before. There was a revolution in Israel where for the first time, the people of Israel, before the Romans invaded and took over, found their political independence again. And when they minted their coins, do you know what they minted them with? Palm branches. It's like us seeing an American eagle or a bald eagle on a dollar bill or the back of a quarter. This is not just some cutesy thing or some ancient tradition. This was the people of Israel crying for revolution. This was people of Israel saying, no matter who oppresses us, we know that God still saves. This was the people of Israel yearning and heaving with what was in their soul for deliverance to come, to be a kingdom under God. Again, are you with me? 
they had their own playlist. You probably have playlists. Think of your Spotify account, if you will. You have your liked songs, but do you have your different kind of lists for different kind of moods that you happen to be in? For those of you who are too old for Spotify, think of your vinyl collection or maybe the eight tracks that you had once upon a time. And even though you had so many, right, you kind of think of them by genre. Like, here's classic rock, but of course, you don't call it classic rock. You just call it rock, right? And, you know, and here was like, 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 like classic country, and they didn't call it classic country then because it was just country, right? And you had this, and you had this, and you had your Debbie Boone, and you had your whoever else. You had all these different things. I think about a playlist that we have. We have like a road trip playlist. Anyone here have a road trip playlist going on? Ours, for whatever reason, always starts with Thunderstruck. Um, <laughs> it, it, it just does. Ancient Israel had their playlists too. They kept them in an account that they called the Psalms. Have you ever heard of it? They had this collection of liked songs that they called the Psalms. But if you look closely, the Psalms are divided into playlists. And one playlist starts at Psalm 113 and stretches on to the early 130s. And they are called the Songs of Hillel and the Songs of Ascent. Because they were the songs that you would listen to and sing and play while you were ascending. Ascending where? up to the mountain of Jerusalem. They were the pilgrim songs, the things they would chant and shout while they were coming in on these pilgrim days up to Jerusalem, Passover being, being the biggest, cheering and chanting these songs deep with meaning and symbolism as they went. Let me share a couple of lines out of them. Words like Hosanna, crying out for the son of David. Blessed is the king of Israel. They were singing and chanting as Jesus came in that day. Can you see it dripping with the language of revolution? Can you see it? Can you see it? Let me sample today from probably the most famous line, one that you know but don't realize that you know. Here is the line. Yahweh, save us. Yahweh, grant us success. Give me a Yahweh, save us. Yahweh, save us. Give me a Yahweh, grant us success. Except they wouldn't say it in English. They would say it in Hebrew. Let me pronounce it in Hebrew for you today. This is how it would sound. Ana Yahweh Hoshiana. And I didn't really expect that, but way to go. All right. Okay, let's, let, let's, let's put you to the test. Ana Yahweh Hatzlichana. Ana Yahweh Hoshiana. Ana Yahweh Hatzlichana. Yeah, beautiful. All right. Well done. Well done, Hebrew scholars. All right. Can you hear, though, in that first line, a word that you know? Ana Yahweh Yahweh, you might know. Then it's the next one. Hoshiana. What does that sound like in English to you? Hosanna. Hosanna. In Hebrew, you would say Hoshiana. What does it mean? Oh, God, save us. When they cried out Hosanna, they were crying, God, save us. Save us. Save us. 
And as the crowds would answer back, and you could, you could hear the rhythm in it, right? Ana Yahweh Hoshiana, Ana Yahweh Hatzlikana, we've got spirit, yes we do, we've got spirit, how about you, right? God, save us. God, grant us success over our oppressors, over our enemies, over the forces of this dark world. God, you've saved us once. God, we are praying you save us again. Now, those of you who are veterans to Palm Sunday here know exactly what I'm going to do next. Because I think if we want to experience today what it was like for those people coming in on Palm Sunday, cheering back and forth, those coming up to the city and those in the city shouting out in reply, I think we got to do it, don't you? Yeah. All right, so let's get on our feet. And here's what I want to do. I am going to stand dead center right here, and I am cutting a line right down the middle, all right? And what you need to do is you need to face each other. Coffee house, this includes you too. You need to face each other, depending on what side of center line you're on. Now, this group strikes me as a Hosanna group, a group that needs saving. Would you agree? This group, on the other hand, strikes me as quite successful, all right? Or maybe not, and that's why they have to ask for it, right? What I want you to do when I give you the cue is shout out to them, Ana Yahweh Hoshiana. Are you with me? Let's practice. Are you ready? One, two, three. And what I... But I'd like the rest of you to do it too. And so after they respond, after they shout to you, you got to respond back. And remember, this is a shouting match, all right? The goal here is to intimidate, to knock the other side down with the power of your voice and the odor of your breath. Are you with me? <laughs> Own it like you mean it. Like people would have shouted it and sang it back then. Put yourself in the shoes of revolution. Are you with me? You can have a seat. It so much beats a hundred bottles of beer on the wall. Would you agree? And can you imagine the people coming up to Jerusalem shouting this and the fervor and the energy and the crowds, like going to the most incredible concert, arena, event, gathering, revolution that could ever be because the people of Israel remembered something that God had saved them once in a mighty way. Back in the days of Pharaoh and Egypt, when they found themselves as slaves, God had delivered his people, and here they were under the oppression of a new superpower. Not Egypt, but Rome, remembering, hoping, hanging on with a fool's hope that the God who saved us once might, in fact, be the God who will save us again. Crying heart and soul 
for a new exodus, to be moved again from people of oppression to people of liberation, from people under tyranny to people of freedom, to people of slavery, to people who are citizens of the people of God, the kingdom of God, from people under the thumb of the dark powers of this world to people walking in the light and life of Jesus Christ. Hosanna. Save us. Blessed is he, Jesus, who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king of Israel as Jesus is walking into their midst to people waving their flags that God's liberator has come. But Jesus knew something that the people didn't. That this new exodus would come with a cost. I want to go back to that video that I shared with you. Those of you who don't recognize the song, I just, my heart breaks for you and I'll be available to pray for you after the service. Enter Sandman by Metallica. That was way too wimpy. But what is significant about the video I showed you is when it was shot. 1991, live in tour. But what's even more significant is where it was shot. Moscow. Now, those of you who are old enough to remember Go back with me 30 years and try to remember what is happening in Moscow in 1991. The Berlin Wall just fell in 88 or was it 89? And the Soviet Union collapsed in 92. And here we are in the middle with the final vestiges of the Soviet regime and everything opening up. And here we have this American band able for the first time to come. And didn't you find it ironic now knowing that the amount of American flags and even Confederate flags you saw people like waving in Moscow, Soviet Union? Because these were the people on the verge of a revolution. And ironically, this band came to symbolize something of what this revolution would be about the opening up to the West. For 70 years, the people of Russia lived in their own exile under the heaving and yearning under the tyranny of the Soviet regime, waiting for a breath and promise and future of freedom. And I think about that song and the energy and what was happening there that day. But now I'd like you to rethink it in terms of what's going on on Palm Sunday. Enter Sandman is a classic metal song with all the classic metal tropes, but I'd like you to rethink it. I am going to show you the lyrics, but instead of thinking about it as your favorite or soon-to-be favorite metal song, <laughs> I'd like to see you to think about it in a different way instead. I would like you to think about it as what the Father in heaven is telling his son Jesus as he is coming in 
to the screams and the shouts and the flags of Palm Sunday. Look at these lyrics with me. Say your prayers, little one. Don't forget, my son, to include everyone. And I think of that amazing passage earlier in John. You know the first part well, but the second is equally important. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And remember that for John, the world is the term for people who are in rebellion and hostile to God. Say your prayers, little one. Don't forget my son, the father tells him, to include everyone. I tuck you in, warm within, keep you free from sin. And I think of Jesus' ministry, how so many times the crowds, the Pharisees, the religious leaders tried to kill him, but God kept him safe and allowed him to slip away, keeping him from evil. I tuck you in, the Father says, warm within, keep you free from sin till the Sandman comes. Now you make the Sandman whatever it needs to be in the symbol here. Is it what John would call Jesus' hour? Is it the events that are going to transpire later this week? Is it reflective of what Jesus says at his betrayal and his crucifixion? This is the hour when darkness reigns. When the prince of darkness will give his last. Oh, I tuck you in warm within, keep you free from sin till your day, your hour, the cross, Good Friday, until it comes. Sleep with one eye open. These people who are cheering you will turn on you in a matter of hours. Gripping your pillow tight, the light of the world is leaving. The hour of darkness is coming. Take my hand, the Father says. We're off to Never Never Land. Oh, there's more. <laughs> Something's wrong. I don't even have to explain it anymore. I can just read it. Something's wrong. Shut the light. Heavy thoughts tonight. And these aren't pretty dreams of Snow White. No dreams of war, dreams of liars, dreams of dragon's fire. The serpent will finally bite. Sleep with one eye open. They are going to seize you and arrest you, gripping your pillow tight. Exit light. The hour of darkness is coming. Stay faithful to my call, the Father says. 
you're off to never, never land. I think of Jesus in the garden. Knowing all of this as it weighs upon him. Now I lay me down to sleep. Pray the Lord my soul to keep if I die before I wake. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. I pray the Lord my soul to take. Father, take this cup from me. But not my will. But yours be done. It's thick with irony. Can you hear it? The very people that are cheering him king will become the very people that become his betrayers and executioners and abandon him. The Pharisees crying out, this is getting us nowhere. The whole world has gone after them and they're cheering him in, not even realizing what they are cheering in in the process. John loves ironies like these. But my question to you today is you think of this song, is how are you cheering him in? How are you cheering in him and how are you running to him today? It is a message from the Father to the Son about all that's to transpire because whatever happened on that Palm Sunday, it was only the beginning of a series of events that took the world by surprise, but that Jesus plunged headlong into. Which brings me to another song that I want to share with you here today. About a month or so ago. You can give me a spot. About a month or so ago. Went to a, uh, keep swinging for the fences. a uh, like Toby Matt Crowder concert. It was down at the I guess they'll call it the Sears Center. What's now arena or something like that? I don't even know what that means. But uh and if I can't walk, then I'm crawling. song that Toby Matt did. And I kind of forgot about it. But he did it again, and it's called Till the Day I Died. You know the song? Anyone here know the song? Fantastic song, absolute next level production that they did with it. I want to share just about a minute sample of the song with you today, just so you can kind of get a feel for what the song is, especially if you don't know it. It's just a sample at the beginning. All right, you can go ahead and cut the lights. Swinging for the fences, it's like this heart is defenseless against a passion that's pumping through my veins. Blood, sweat, tears are calling, and if I can't walk, then I'm crawling. It might flicker, but they can't kill the flame. I can't stop, I can't quit. It's in my heart, it's on my lips. I can't stop, no, I can't quit. It's in my heart, yeah, I'm all in. To the wheels fall off, to the spotlight.
a good song, isn't it? Now, I'm not going to take for granted that you know the lyrics or were able to figure them out. I don't know how you are, but this is how I am. It's like I can look at like Bible passages and like, like memorize them, but like I'm still singing the, the same like wrong choruses to songs that I've heard 10,000 times 30 years later. Let me show you the lyrics of this song here today. I won't go through them all. We're just going to sample like the first part in the bridge, all right? Here's how it starts. I'll keep swinging for the fences. It's like this heart is defenseless against the passion that's pumping through my veins. Blood, sweat, tears, it's a calling. And if I can't walk, then I'm crawling. It might flicker, but they can't kill the flame. I can't stop. I can't quit. It's in my heart. It's on my lips. I can't stop. No, I can't quit. It's in my heart. Yeah, I'm all in. Till the wheels fall off. Till the spotlight fades. I will lift your banner high. I will lift your banner high. Until the walls crash in for the rest of my days. I'll lay it all on the line. Till the day I, till the day I die, till the end of the line, till the day I die, it's your name I glorify. I want to show you one more verse. It's running deeper than the ocean. This ain't religion, it's devotion. Three, six, five, every minute, every day. So in the middle of the madness, they can stretch me out like canvas, but I ain't ever going to fit in their frame. I can't stop. Say it with me. I can't stop. I can't quit. It's in my heart. It's on my lips. I can't stop. No, I can't quit. It's in my heart. Yeah, I'm all in. Till the wheels fall off, till the spotlight fades. I will lift your banner high. I will lift your banner high. Until the walls crash in for the rest of my days. I'll lay it all on the line. Till the day I, till the day I die. Till the end of the line, till the day I die. It's your name I'll glorify. Now let me ask you a question on the song today. Who's it about? Who's singing the song? From whose perspective is the song being sung? Because if you're like me, your knee-jerk reaction is, well, of course, I'm singing the song. This is my response to God. Toby Mac is singing the song as his response to God, and I'm singing along as my response to God. Would you kind of agree? Except you knew that I'm setting you up, but doesn't it feel that way? I want you to rethink this song too. And instead of thinking about it primarily through the lens of your response to God, thinking about it as Jesus' response to his father after hearing Enter Sandman on Palm Sunday. Because the father has told him clearly in no uncertain terms exactly what he is to face. And how does Jesus respond to the father? Well, let me show you. Dad, I'll keep swinging for the fences. Now, I don't know what that means. It's like this heart is defenseless against the passion for you that I have, oh God, pumping through my veins. Can you hear Jesus saying this going into Palm Sunday? Blood, sweat, tears, it's a calling. 
and I know what's coming. And if I can't walk, then I'm crawling. They're going to extinguish this light within me. It might flicker, but they can't kill the flame. I can't stop. I can't quit. It's in my heart and on my lips. No matter how much I want God to take Good Friday from me, I can't stop. No, I can't quit. It's in my heart. Yeah, I'm all in. Till the wheels fall off. Till the spotlight fades. Father, I will lift your banner high. I will lift your banner high until the walls crash in for the rest of my days. I'll lay it all on the line. Jesus crying out till the day I die. Father, I am all in till the end of the line. Till the day I die, because it is your name, O oh God, that I have come to glorify and now, can you transport yourself back to the cheers and the shouts and the waving of flags for pe from people lifting Jesus to the highest height and Jesus coming in with full foreknowledge of what would soon after occur but in devotion to his father, laying it all on the line, going all the way, saying, Lord, it is you that I glorify. It is your name I lift on high. Father, I come to do your will till the day I die. And that is what Palm Sunday is about. That is who Jesus is. And seeing it through that kind of lens and understanding what he has done for me absolutely changes everything. Everything in how I think about my life and in how I think about his. And so I encourage you today to look at him through these eyes and to consider exactly what he did for you to bring about a greater revolution, a greater salvation, a greater liberation, a greater hope, and a greater future than anything thousands upon thousands cheering and screaming could even imagine that day. I invite the man to come up on stage. And as we close out our service today, I want to sing that song. I don't want to just hear it. I want to put it on my lips too. I want to enter into life with Jesus. 
and say, Jesus, I want your song to be my song. I want to honor what you have done for me. I want to get behind you because Christianity at its core is not about me. It's about getting enraptured with Jesus and what he did. And I'll tell you, this song, when I get in the right mindset on it, it helps me. I hope it does for you. May this song be your song like Jesus' song to God today. I invite you to rise. And give it all you have with everything in you.